I'm Matt Mantio at TIA's National Headquarters, and we are pleased to welcome you to the Transportation Intermediaries Association's TIA Delivers Podcasts. TIA, the trusted voice for third-party logistic companies of all sizes. Thank you in advance for joining. In this episode of TIA Delivers Podcasts, we sit down with Jim Kenny, PhD, Professor Emeritus of Marketing at Western Illinois University, who provides even more insight from the recent TIA Virtual Lunch and Learn webinar, the surprising, simple task every 3PL sales rep should be doing right now. Dr. Kenny discusses the importance between differentiation and positioning strategy, the importance of executing strategy, and the importance of connections built through verbal communications. His unique perspective, combined with a wide range of industry sales knowledge, is invaluable to the 3PL community. This is an episode that you can't afford to miss. And thanks to our podcast sponsor, RMIS. Since 1996, RMIS has been the transportation industry standard for carrier compliance and onboarding. Visit RMIS.com or call 1-800-400-4924 to see how our services can help your company. Hey, Jim. Thanks for joining us today. So during the TIA Virtual Lunch and Learn webinar series you recently hosted, you mentioned six thoughts and one action that can help sales professionals reach their goals. In the thought of positioning that's acquiring space in the mind of the customer, you make an interesting comparison between Aldi and Trader Joe's, uh, low cost versus high cost. So can you dive into the differentiation versus positioning strategy? Well, thank you very much. It's a great question. Actually, the toughest thing to do in marketing is differentiation. There are thousands of 3PL providers. And if a shipper has freight, they have choices, lots of choices. So in order to get them to tender freight to you, you have to be different. You have to do something really well. So ironically, there's essentially three forms of differentiation. And we think about differentiation, it's simply the process of distinguishing your service or your business from your competitors. Okay, So in order to attract them to do business with you. So the three primary forms of differentiation are operational excellence. In other words, you run your business really smooth and super efficiently and manage it like a supply chain. An example of a firm who excels as operational excellence would be Walmart. It's all about the supply chain. The second form of differentiation is your product or service differentiation. You offer something that nobody else can do. An example of a classic product differentiation would be Apple when they introduce, introduced the iPhone, the iPad, the iPod. Nobody else had come up with a product like that to enter the marketplace. Now, of course, there's many competitors. The final form of differentiation would be customer intimacy, that you know your customers so well, you treat them very, very different. An example of a firm who excels at customer intimacy would be the Ritz-Carlton. The Ritz-Carlton, of course, is very expensive, so a competitor, if you say Motel 6, would be operating on operational efficiency or how do we do this as cheap as possible, which brings us to the second 
part of marketing, which is positioning. And positioning really is what position do you have in the mind of the buyer? What do they think of your product, your service, when your name comes up, when your brand is mentioned? So let's go back to our example. Okay, If we think luxury cars, okay, that's a market segment. Okay, BMW wants to be known as the ultimate driving machine. So in other words, they drive this car and it's a lot of fun. Okay? Mercedes wants to be known for an engineered car. Audi wants to be known for a sports car. Okay, Volvo wants to be known okay, for safety. Those key words are all the positioning in your mind. So again, okay, the differentiation is how you set up the product. The positioning is what the customer thinks in your mind. So if we think about the 3PL market, if you surveyed your customers, okay, what would be the word or the phrase okay, that would come out of their mind? That's the position you hold with them. How you get to there is the form of differentiation. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate the breakdown between the two strategies. So in the action-oriented thought, which you discussed strategy versus execution, what is the importance of the actual execution? Again, another great question. So strategy is what we want to do. Execution is how we do it. Okay, You need both. Okay? No firm succeeds with a great strategy and no execution. Okay, No firm has a poor strategy and perfect execution. There's an old saying in marketing strategy, a good strategy executed brilliantly will always outperform a brilliant strategy executed poorly. So you can't have one without the other. Let's be very clear on that. So if your strategy, okay, is to increase your market share okay, by 20% okay, over the next three years in the produce market. So let's say 15% of your business is currently produce. The other 85 is dry, okay, flatbed, OS and OD, oversized overdimensional. Okay, you want to bump up that market from 15 to 35% within the next 36 months or three years. Okay. So that's your strategy, okay? And you're going to go after produce markets, okay? You're going to be very clear who you identify, whether it's the National Watermelon Association, the California Strawberry Growers Association, the PMA, the Produce Marketing Association. You're very clear on who you want to pursue, okay? The Idaho Potato Growers, okay? That's your strategy. The execution are the tactics, the things that you actually do, okay? If you don't engage in having your sales team, okay, actively work, okay, the Idaho Potato Growers Association, and somebody says, oh, well, you know what, there's a lot of uh, great freight over there in Missouri, and I think that's a great market for us, but the only thing that we have, okay, are dry goods, okay, then you're not executing your strategy, and the really tough thing to do is to execute the strategy, be disciplined to make sure that you're directing all of your marketing efforts to the Idaho Potato Growers Association, that you're directing all your sales calls, okay, your efforts at trade associations. So the execution is what gets the loads on the board, okay, it's not the strategy. But without the strategy, then you don't have anything to execute. So they have to go hand in hand to do both well. So again, a good strategy, okay, not a great one, but a good strategy executed brilliantly will always outperform a brilliant strategy executed poorly. Uh, definitely. 
it's interesting how strategy and execution go hand in hand. So Jim, you mentioned the bottom line, no magic solutions and how declining markets require increased call volume. Can you dive into this relationship and the importance of connections built through verbal communication? Absolutely. And when I say that there are no magic bullets, anybody who owns a 3PL who has worked in one or any aspect of business already understands this and is entirely aware of it. So think about it this way, okay? I want to do something, okay, that sets me apart. Okay? That takes work, it takes effort. So in a normal market, okay, I can make 50 to 60 calls a day, 70 calls a day. Okay? That's my efficiency. If I do that well, if I dial the phone and I contact good prospects and I've got email going and drip marketing campaigns, I have a high number of touches to my potential target market. Now, let's take something like a hurricane, COVID-19. That completely disrupts the market. Right, guys? So think about it. Okay? All of a sudden, people are working from home. You call their office. They're not answering their work line. Okay? You don't have their cell number. Okay, they may be picking up their voicemail. It may be a while till it gets integrated together. So now all of a sudden what you have to do is increase that number of contacts tremendously. So when we talk about the importance of verbal communication, okay, when times are tough, it turns out that people actually want to talk to somebody. So instead of making 60 touches a day, you've got to drive that to 80 to 100, okay, because you're going to have fewer contacts. A good example, just last week, okay, the first week of May, we actually contacted a company, looked at data. The average number of calls between contacts was 31. Imagine how tough this is. Okay? You go and you dial a phone 31 times, you get voicemail, no answer or recording. Okay? Simply says, thank you for calling our number due to COVID-19, we're not currently in the office. If this is a true emergency, please dial 1-800. Okay. Well, if you get a lot of those calls, you just keep dialing. You keep sending the emails. So what happens in a tough market and hurricanes, and again, COVID-19 are rare exceptions. Okay. You've got to rely on driving a greater number of connections or contacts or touches. Okay. This market, that's why I said there's no magic bullet. You have to drive the number of contacts you have, not lower them. Yes, that makes perfect sense. So one last question for you, Jim. In the TIA Virtual Lunch and Learn webinar series, in the Q&A section, we received the question on trying to move the conversation away from price and declining markets. You mentioned how commodity pricing drives market behavior. So can you talk a little more about this relationship and how to combat, you know, combat difficult conversations regarding price? So first of all, in rapidly rising or rapid declining markets, okay, price becomes more important. So let's clarify the 3PL market, what brokers face every day. Okay. The carrier wants maximum dollars okay, to run their truck. The shipper wants to pay minimum dollars. Okay, to move their load. That's perfectly fine. And the broker, the 3PL serves as the market maker. Okay? They operate between those two to balance it out. Okay? Now, okay, when we have something like the market of 2018 and you have 
2,000 trucks and 3,000 loads available, okay, this rates the carriers charging is going to soar. So you have a rapidly increasing okay, price structure. Okay? That means the shipper is going to pay more. Okay, the broker is going to get compressed there, and he's going to have to pay the carrier more to get him to haul that truck because the truck has so many choices. Okay? Now let's flip it to COVID-19. Instead of having a hurricane scenario like Harvey a few years ago, where truckers were getting okay, tremendous rates, we have now the opposite. Instead of okay, a large number of loads being chased by very few trucks, you have a large number of trucks chasing very few loads. And there was an article in one of the trade publications just recently in a lane showing that there were 10,000 available trucks for 2,000 loads. So now out of going up, okay, to the top of Mount Everest, you've got the flip side. You've now fallen off the cliff and rates are plummeting. Therefore, okay, in both of those situations, rapidly increasing, rapidly falling markets, okay, price becomes omnipresent. Okay, it is the number one driver. So now you have a commodity issue where they're only deciding variable, okay, first, second, and third is price, price, price. Other services follow later that. Now you can argue, well, we have outstanding service. Okay, That is very true. You may as well as everybody else. But if there's only 2,000 loads and 10,000 trucks, you have to just be straight up about it. When you talk to the shipper and to the carrier, okay, you say, all right, okay, hey, what lanes are you running heavily? Okay, let's look at it. We can check your prices for you and hold it solid. If I have a better rate, okay, can I get that freight? Okay. And if I do get it, can you promise me that you won't run it back and then counterbalance with your other carriers? Okay, Because if they really wanted your freight, they would have already dropped your price. In other words, in rapidly increasing, rapidly decreasing markets, you acknowledge okay, that price is in fact number one on the list and other criteria follow. Now, there are always exceptions. Hazmat, OSNOD, team loads, okay? multi-pick, multi-drop, obviously the more difficult it is to move a particular load, okay, the less impact price has. But in a classic market, a one-pick, one-drop, dry freight or plain reefer load, okay, you're going to have to acknowledge that. So when somebody says, well, what's my magic bullet? Okay, there isn't one. Okay, Acknowledge the market. Okay, Ask straight up if I can get you the rate on this. And then acknowledge okay, that later it's going to change. Okay? That's what markets do. And if you want to think about this, okay, let's put it in the example of the stock market. Okay? Very recently, in fact, 90 days ago, February 12th of 2020, the stock market hit an all-time high of 29,551 points. 90 days later, almost exactly, May 7th now, okay, of 2020, the market's fallen to 23,600. Obviously, there are buying opportunities in the market because it's fallen 6,000 points, okay? Volatility with regards to price is where brokers really make or break it, okay? They're used to that. They're always the firm in between the shipper and the carrier helping them arbitrage what's taking place in the markets. And a final thought here for everybody to take away. Okay? Again, there are no magic solutions in any market, rapidly increasing, rapidly declining. Okay, But additionally, in declining markets, okay, 
firms by nature are much slower in their decision-making process. So if you're selling, okay, you're not going to be getting new freight very quickly because right now there's not enough freight. So you put the two together, okay, declining prices, rapidly declining prices, excuse me, okay, and then slower decision-making, okay, you're going to have to expect that increases the need to have more contacts either through the phone, voicemail, drip marketing campaigns. So the three of them together really make for a lot of hard work right now. Thanks again to Jim Kenny for joining us today, and we appreciate his sales insights in this time of uncertainty. And thank you again to our podcast sponsor, RMIS. Since 1996, RMIS has been the transportation industry standard for career compliance and onboarding. Visit RMIS.com or call 1-800-400-4924 to see how our services can help your company. Please visit TIANet.org if you'd like to learn more about how TIA and TIA membership can help your business grow and be more profitable. Thank you again for joining us today.